Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And it is Friday. It's time to stock up at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, and microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. And keep in mind, the Brewers Outlet special, Yingling Lager 24-pack cans, just $14.95. Water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. That pickle bar is second to none. Love the dills, love the barrels, all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. One-stop shopping as you head into the weekend with plenty of free parking and plenty of help to get cases to the car. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. In a few moments, we'll bring in Bob Flounders, Patriot News, and also PennLive.com. But first of all, our play-by-play call today, a good friend of this show, just... Good friend. Kevin Kugler on Westwood 1, Xavier, and Arizona to the end. Arizona down 2, 73-71. Everybody rising here in San Jose. They want to see this last shot. Trier at the top of the key. Step back, 3 for the lead. Pinball's out, no good. Rebound tipped around. Loose, scooped up by Malcolm Bernard. Bernard on the run, 1 second. And that's it. He'll dribble it out. And it's not midnight yet for Cinderella. The 11 seed, Xavier ends the game on a 9-0 run and ends the season for the number two seed Arizona Wildcats. Xavier advancing to the Elite Eight for just the third time in school history. 73-71. Xavier gets it done. As always, an outstanding call by Really an outstanding announcer. Kevin Kugler on Westwood One as Xavier holds Arizona scoreless over the final 245, makes up a seven-point deficit, and scores the game's final nine points to win, 73-71. Xavier will play tomorrow in the Elite Eight against Kansas. Or Xavier will play in the Elite Eight tomorrow against Gonzaga. Gonzaga which uh, beat West Virginia by three yesterday, 61-58. All right, let's bring in Bob Flounders. It's been our search, and it's been a continued search over the last few days to find anybody who has a perfect bracket to this point, and our search led to you, Bob. Congratulations on the perfect bracket so far. I'm impressed. That's correct, Steve. I have the imperfect bracket. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, Steve, I, I was paying uh, too close attention to my colleague David Jones's uh, sweet, uh, sweet 16 picks, his final four picks. <laughs> he torpedoed my entire bracket, as he always does every year, because he's a black cat, and I think everyone knows that. But, Steve, just real quick, I do have a quick question for, for you before we talk sure. Penn State football. Sure. Uh, I, I, I was just curious. I might, I might just want to know. So when Wisconsin plays Florida tonight, 
do you like Wisconsin's chances real quick of advancing? Yeah, I do I do like their chance of advancing. Okay. Um Hap. That's a game I've had circled yeah. for, from the Sweet 16 round for a while now, and I think yeah. they're actually an underdog, and I, I think that they might be the most battle-tested Big Ten team, and I'd be surprised if they don't if they don't account themselves well, especially after how they played Villanova. They're actually the most battle-tested team in the entire tournament because right. they have 12, what, 13 NCAA tournament wins the seniors do, which is more than anybody sure. else in the tournament. Koenig is a very special player. If I right. had one shot, if I'm I'm facing the guillotine, I had to pick one person in college basketball to hit a shot to keep me alive, I would pick Bronson Koenig. Uh, you would select Ethan Happ to shoot a free throw on my behalf, but uh, I'm sorry, Bob, that's, that's <laughs> that would not be good. That would not be good. <laughs> All right. Uh, obviously, uh, spring practice is underway for Penn State, so you know you done a lot of looking at this football team. So on your checklist this spring, what would you like to see from what what interests you the most as to where you think they need to be uh, make progress? Uh to make progress, uh I think I think on the offensive side, Steve, I know that they're going to miss Chris Godwin, but they have a lot I think I just think they have a lot of pieces in place. And I think uh, I think their offensive line. I, I, I expect their offensive line really to be a team strength this year. And it's just something I'm not used to. I'm not used to thinking that way. But the way that they finish, the way that they run their offense, and they're so young but talented. They have uh, Michael Menick coming off a red shirt. I just feel like that's going to be a deep group. I think on the offensive side. Even though they're going to miss Chris Godwin, I think they're in pretty good shape. I know, I, I know a key injury changes everything, but but on paper, this team really, really looks on offense to be capable of going toe to toe with any defense uh, in the country, like just, just how they played last year. To me, it's on the defensive side. I think I think the defense, Steve, they had their moments last year in a couple of games against good teams. Obviously, the Ohio State game, and I think maybe their most complete game of the year. It might have been the Iowa game, the way that they just handled that team. And they played very well that night on defense. The rush defense is good. I think the next step for this Penn State team is going to be, you know, can James Franklin and Brent Pry and Terry Smith and the defensive coaches, can they develop a unit that is going to, A, create more pressure up front and also produce more turnovers. I right. really think I feel like that is really what Smith was missing on the defensive side last year. You look at the Rose Bowl, you know, the pass rush just could not get home. They scored 49 points and lost. You know, everyone wants to look at the fourth quarter offensively and what were they doing, what were they thinking. When you score 49 points, you're not supposed to be sweating out games, even against an offense uh, like USC. They didn't get enough turnovers. I think they're deep uh, at secondary, but they they didn't come up with enough interceptions. They didn't force enough fumbles. To me, I think they have some intriguing players, young players that are, are going to develop in spring and in summer that could really help with that. I think I think up front, the front four. I'm really, you know, I'm really excited to see, you know, what a couple of young players can do. I, I've been a, a fan of Ryan Buckholz, you know, since the start of last year. I think. You know, he's just starting to figure it out, and he can be scary because of what he can do both inside and outside. Also, Shane Simmons is a guy that I think uh, I think could really help them off the edge, as can, as can Sharif Miller, because they're, they're going to lose those two defense ends or they lost them. 
And in the secondary, I'll just be curious to see how they bring along Lamont Wade. You know, he's going to be able to participate in, in the spring drills, and I know they have a lot of corners coming back. Um, but that, that's a guy I think uh, – I was impressed with him. I got to see him in Florida during the Under Armour All-Star practices, and his coverage skills are very, very good. You know, I think even though they return a lot of guys, he's a guy um, – that I think could could make a little noise. I know that you told me in the past the McPherson kid is another corner that you like. Uh, those are some guys that I think yeah. can really help this defense. You know, they, they need to get off the field. They need to be able to kind of get after the quarterback without the blitz, and they have to start to for, force more turnovers. That's what I'm looking right. for, you know, as they get ready for the 2017 season. Yeah, one example on, on the interception part. Let's take the interception part. I think they went from... Troy Apke's pick, I want to say, in the Iowa game until Brandon right. Bell's pick in the Rose Bowl. That's how right. that, that was the gap between interceptions last year. Now I know more teams, you know, more teams are careful with the football now. A lot of underneath stuff and so forth, which sure. reduces that number. But still, uh, that is something that you know you want to be able to take advantage of because short field changes everything. Yeah, yeah, and, and Steve, and really, I think you and I have talked about this earlier on your show. You know, in this age of offensive football. You know, you're not going to hold teams to 20 or less points very often, especially good teams, but it's about getting the key stop or the key turnover in the second half to win the game, to close it out. You're, you're just, you're going to give up. You're going to give up some yards. You're going to give up some points. But in the second half, the defense has got to be able to change the game on one stand or on one play. And I think Penn State needs to get better at that. I think in today's college football, the way it's being played right now, this is now this is just an opinion and I'll get you know, if you disagree, please jump right in. I think a big job for defensive coordinators in today's college football is find a way to get one more stop each half. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And that's why and that's you know, even though we're talking about what they can get better at I, I thought the staff in general was very good at halftime at adjusting on the fly, no both question. offensively and also defensively. I know the Rose Bowl is, would be an exception to that, but I thought, you know, the way that they came on against Wisconsin and figured some things out in the Big Ten title game, the way that they adjusted and just completely dominated Michigan State there in a game they had to have at the end of the season, I think they're, they're, they're good at that and I think they're good at figuring some things out. But at the end of the day, as Bill O'Brien used to like to say, um, you, you, it's like you said, you're still gonna, you're still gonna give up some plays, you're still gonna give up some ex- explosive plays. It's about red zone defense, it's about turnovers, and it's about a guy like Grant Haley in the Wisconsin game when it's fourth and one, and really the game's hanging in the balance. It's about, it's about a guy like him coming up and making a play on a 220 pound tailback who's very good. What does it say about what we're watching right now that we would have a different conversation a year ago on the same date? That's that to me. That's that's you, you hit the nail. That's it. I mean, the transformation in a very short time. And really, it, it was it wasn't even a year ago. See, it, it was it was. Yeah, I just looked. I just continue to marvel at what I thought about this team, the 2016 team, uh, Michigan week right after the game, and then what transpired after that. But I, I just feel like the, the big difference now is uh, now that they've stabilized the offensive line and now that they have a quarterback who can make plays with his legs, um, it just kind of accentuates everything. It, it allows Joe Moorhead to really open the playbook um, and call the game the way he wants to call it. 
He's not afraid to take deep shots. He trusts Trace McSorley, who, who obviously just got named captain. Um, and he, and he's, he's unleashed Saquon Barkley in the passing game. All those things, you know, really have come together. And I, I think we have not seen nearly the best from the offensive line. I think Ryan Bates yeah. is, is, is a star. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that Connor McGovern is getting there quickly. Um, I, I really believe that Michael Mennick can help this team. They're so deep at defensive tackle. And, and I'm talking about the offensive line, and I haven't even mentioned a kid like Steven Gonzalez who right. really helped them the last month of the season. But that the the depth is such now that you know, uh, it, I guess it's a good problem to have. He's really got three or four really good inside players, and not all of them can start. But I think eventually all of them are probably going to be needed during the course of the season. I think it's the offensive line that's really changed everything. Uh, for this team and the way that it's performed. I want to pick up, uh, Bob, on something that you mentioned in a previous answer. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you know what Penn State did in the second half of a game they had to win against Michigan State, and then you mentioned Wisconsin as well. In the teams that you have covered over the years that have had great success, what has big game success experience meant to those teams as they move through? I mean, I think that that is it. Uh, that that is you need to have one moment early in the season where you're facing adversity and you overcome it. For Penn State, you know, I, I think the springboard might have been the second half of the Minnesota game. No question. Uh, my my favorite my favorite Penn State team to cover still. I I mean, I've been doing it since 2002. My favorite Penn State team to cover was the 2005 team and I remember I remember that warm afternoon in Evanston, Illinois <laughs> when I think it was 4th and 10 or 4th and 11 4th and 15 4th uh, and 15 4th and 15 and Michael found I think Smolko yep. uh, on, on a huge play 20 yards to prolong, to prolong, prolong the drive and then they hit Derek Williams on the touchdown pass and I thought that moment right there really set the table for what they were able to do the rest of the year you have to have a, a defining moment where you succeed at it you know, and and I think once once you do that, the team knows it is more comfortable in those situations. They know how to win, and I think that that's probably going to have to happen for this year's Penn State team as well. As good as they look on paper, I mean, you're going to have to win those games in the fourth quarter. Penn State did it last year; they were able to do it in 2005. But that's the difference between you know good teams and really good teams. And I think this Penn State team has a chance to be pretty special. That was, uh, in fact, that was Derek's first career touchdown catch. Um, right, right. Uh, that 2005 team, something that Jack Ham and I talked about with that team repeatedly that had been different from other teams is that you had a quarterback with mobility, which Jack feels very strongly makes a big difference in the red zone. What does McSorley, and for that case, once Tommy Stevens gets his chance, because we know he can move too, what does that mean for the red zone efficiency that we're seeing from Penn State now that maybe we had not seen before? Uh, I just think that it's another way. It's, it's, it's another. So Trace is now a weapon. It's, you're, not, you're not really playing you know, 10 on 11 anymore. It's 11 on 11. Right. And, you know, it, it, it'll show up in a couple of ways. Either he can. He can run like he did in the Minnesota game on that key scramble oh, yeah. uh, to set up the field goal drop. Either he can make a play with his leg to gain a first down or to score, or he can just he can evade the rush. A couple of times in the Ohio State game, you know the offensive line, you know held up pretty well, but he really made them look good. I thought on a couple of plays by saving sacks. He can extend plays. 
and you can buy time for the receivers to get open either in the end zone or past the first down marker. You know, when they had Christian, um, as, as talented of a thrower as he was, mm-hmm. that was really the only way he was going to be able to beat the defense. I just think that Trace can do it two different ways, and in the college game, especially in the red zone, where touchdowns are, are so much more important than field goals. But that's just a huge difference. Trace is probably, you know, probably six foot tall, you know, 205. Um, he does, you look at him maybe, and if you didn't know any better, you wouldn't know he was the quarterback of the Penn State football team. And I'm really trying to compliment him because it's really the sum of his parts, I think, that makes him such, such a success on the college level. But yes, that threat to run and evade pressure, I really think puts so much stress on the defense especially a tired defense, especially in the second half. And that's something that not a lot of teams have, uh, what Penn State has in Tracy Sawyer. Bob, always a pleasure. I really appreciate the time you gave us today. You got it. Anytime, Steve. Bob Flounders, Patriot News, PennLive.com. One quick note, Peyton Banks for the Nittany Lion basketball team, who was an academic senior, is going to get his degree and he is now finished with his career at Penn State. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. True refreshment can come in many forms. But it can only be found in one place, the Beverage Supermarket. Brewers Outlet in Sunbury. Along with their great selection of beer, including imports and microbrews, they have lots of water, soda, fresh roasted peanuts, and an unbelievable variety of pickles at the pickle bar. Look for great deals on wine coolers and your favorite snacks, too. Get true refreshment all in one place. The Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show. 1-800-795-9565. My brother in just a few minutes. We'll predict uh, six games tonight. Sean wants a seventh one in there, but... Uh, you know, uh, so that's okay. We'll stick with six. Six is an even number. Nice six pack of games. Yeah, but you want the Honduras thing in there? Nah. Beggars can't be choosers. We're fine. Well, that's the name nature of the show. <laughs> That out wasn't the other producer was here. <laughs> no, it was more survival on my part. Uh, ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, it, you, you know, he'd start to talk about IndyCar and, and the Olympics, and yeah, uh, I mean, mentally, I was you know working on my chipping game. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you work on the chipping game, he works with the chutter, you know. So. No, that thing, that's an illegal club. That's something they, they, they weld together in the back room. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like every time that thing is out of the bag, I feel like we're cheating. Right? I mean, it's supposed to be a game of honor, and he's out there bragging to everybody in the clubhouse about the chutter, and everybody's looking at him like, you did what? <laughs> now, remember... This is the same guy who's hit the bridge (laughs) 
and had other mis- misfortunes. That's right. A tradition unlike any other returns uh, May 3rd. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, that tradition includes us hiding behind trees on every shot. All right. Look, it's all for a great cause, though. <laughs> Thank goodness for the cause. That's right. <laughs> 5702865636 talking about the Truman H Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. Of course, we'll be there doing the show that afternoon and yes, we will. Looking forward to it. I love that tournament. We'll get back in touch with Adam Purdy here in about a week or so and we'll get an update from him how things are going as they love prepare that for that tournament. That is one of my favorite days of the off season. Easily. Easily one of my favorite days of the off season. It is a must attend, be there, talk with people, meet with them, have fun, answer questions, play some golf, hide behind trees when the suit hits, explain to other groups he's not with us. I mean, there's really a lot of great stuff in there. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The Beverage Supermarket. Sunbury Motors Lincoln continues to satisfy the most discerning buyer by making American luxury affordable. If you are looking for a midsize SUV, the Lincoln MKX has to be on your list. Sunbury Motors Lincoln has a brand new 2016 Black Velvet MKX all-wheel drive with navigation and panoramic Vista roof with an MSRP of $48,640 for only $43,352. That's $5,288 in savings. You can choose from 12 MKXs in stock now. Sunbury Motors Lincoln has five 2017 Lincoln Continentals in stock, ready for the test drive of your life. The 2017 Continental won the coveted 2017 AutoGuide.com Reader's Choice Luxury Car of the Year Award. Sunbury Motors has a 2017 Continental with an MSRP of 48315 discounted to 46315 Now is the time to see why more people are realizing they can move up to a brand new Lincoln from Sunbury Motors Lincoln in the North Fourth street auto plaza sunbury when you buy insurance it's serious business because if something happens and you don't have the right coverage you're out of luck and maybe out of business so if you need insurance business home auto or flood ask your agent about selective no gimmicks just great coverage and great response Get to know your local selective agent, Pretty Insurance, on Market Street in Sunbury or at prettyinsurance.com. Find out what Pretty Insurance can do for you. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Sea Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by... Brewers Outlet. Getting some interesting news here, but I don't know if I can pass it along yet. Uh, the Brewers Outlet special, Yingling Lager 24-pack cans, $14.95. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Soft drinks, wine coolers, water snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And 
The Pickle Bar is indeed second to none. Stock up for the weekend. You've got Elite Eight basketball. Penn State against Union in the NCAA hockey tournament tomorrow at 4.30. And there's uh, the U.S. <laughs> soccer tonight at uh, 10.30. You're going to be watching that tonight, right, Sean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A little U.S. endorsed yeah. World Cup yeah. soccer qualifier. Yep. If you could update me, 10.45, nothing, nothing. 11 o'clock, nothing, nothing. 11.15, nothing, nothing. 11.30, nothing, nothing. Right, if you could update me, it'd be great. Sure. 11.45, nil-nil. <laughs> Meanwhile, I said, and how's it going with your game? Oh, Kentucky and UCLA, it's 92-92. <laughs> Minute to go. Wow, has it been a game. <laughs> how's it going for you? Nil-nil. Nil-nil. <laughs> 80 minutes in. All right. Let's uh, bring in my brother now. It's time to make some predictions and guess what Monday is? Monday is not just some ordinary Monday, Sean. Monday is the great man's birthday. Nice. It's, no, it's the 17th. No. <laughs> Sorry, I've lived my entire life being told it was the 27th. <laughs> I changed it. I'm sure you did. You also no, changed when I gained the... a year this year because I thought I was a year older than I really was. I changed it to the 17th. So, okay, sure. That's not what mom and dad said. <laughs> they lied all those years with all those cakes on the twenty seventh. Yeah. Great. I'm older than you are. What does that make me? All right. Okay. Oh. So Hey, I gotta give a shout out here to um <laughs> Well no it's not funny. It, it's um I'm sure you guys talked about it. I spent all last weekend watching wrestling. Yeah. And that is the most awesome display of sports that I've seen in a long time and that rivals the Yukon women. Winning seven national championships out of eight in eight years. They were unbelievable. I I was just in awe how good they are. So well, that's I mean, I, and that's what the program is. And I firmly believe that when you bring up the debate, for example, let's take UConn women's basketball. Is UConn women's basketball's dominance good for the sport? You can bring up the same when it comes to Penn State wrestling, and I say absolutely yes. Absolutely, because, it's good because for the they. Sport. They draw attention to the sport that they desperately sure. need. Hey, like the girl who set the record, uh, scoring record, uh, from Washington of, State, I believe. University or, of Washington, yeah. Yeah. They interviewed her after she broke the record, and they said, How do you feel? What would you rather have, this record or what UConn's doing? And she said, that's just a no-brainer. She said, I want what UConn has. And she says, it makes me mad when people criticize them. She goes, it's our fault that they're winning that many games in a row. We have to beat them. So, oh, my God, I got a customer here. 
<laughs> freaking kidding me. Oh, no, no. It's it's Smiley for next door. Okay. Oh. I'm good. good. Okay. <laughs> well done. Yeah. I thought you, uh, I thought you locked the door. I thought you locked the door at 429. I do. But it, they, they park in front of my window, but she's the manager of uh, Russell. There's a... It's a long story, but yeah. she's not coming in here. So. Bethany uh, Bethany Irwin's daughter from State College is on the UConn women's basketball team. So, oh, is she really good? Yep, good yep. for her. No, yeah. they got quite and, a program. And, I mean, winning by a hundred, she plays a lot. All right, let's uh, get to the uh, picks. Okay, so our standings from uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Steve is out in front, fourteen and four. I am twelve and six. Kevin ten and eight. So he's still. Still's got a shot here, so we'll get six picks in. We'll do the uh, Sweet 16s for tonight, wrap that up, and then half of the Elite Eight. So we'll go in chronological order. Just after 7 tonight, Eastern Time, Butler and North Carolina. Uh, I think it's a good game. Butler plays a really good brand of basketball, but North Carolina has too much offense. They win. I got North Carolina, too. I got Butler. <laughs> good. All right. But, but, Butler beat Villanova twice this year. Yeah, Butler's very good. Yes. Yeah. All right. 7.30 tonight, we've got South Carolina and Baylor. Well, this will be, I think, a really good game at the Garden tonight. Uh, Baylor is longer, more athletic, but they are turnover-prone. South Carolina's decently disciplined, good guard play, but I'll go with Baylor. And I'll also take Baylor. Any meeny miny mo. Pick a crappy team by the toe. They're <laughs> <laughs> the sweet sixteen, they aren't that bad. I was gonna say. <laughs> um well South Carolina's playing really well, so I'm gonna take South Carolina. There you go. Yeah. yeah. They're all playing well. To get this far, they've won a lot of games in a row. So they're all playing very well. So Okay, I'm good. So we got a couple blue buds. We've got UCLA and Kentucky scheduled to tip off about 20 of 10 tonight. That'll be on CBS. Well, to me, it's the game of the night. Uh, UCLA, I have put into the Final Four. So it'd be really stupid to turn around and not pick them. (laughs) So so, uh, uh, I'm going to go with the team... Uh, that LeVar Ball Kard- Kardashian roots for. <laughs> oh, you know what I've said in this segment before. I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's tough to pick against Lonzo Ball, but I like the other guys playing around him. I like Leaf. I like Thomas Walsh. I'm going to go with UCLA. Yeah, I'm taking UCLA also because I hate Kentucky. And Bryce Alford, Bryce Alford, by the way, now that he has been freed up, to be a legit college shooting guard because of Lonzo Ball, he's so much more effective now than he was the previous three years. Do you think his father's going to ruin him? Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't think so. And here's the reason why. I mean, obviously I don't know these people, mm-hmm. but you watch Lonzo Ball play... On the collegiate level, unbelievably good. He doesn't seem to be phased by anything, and I think he's just an entity unto himself. And it doesn't matter what Daddy Darius does. Well, we've seen it in the past. Capriati, you know, um, 
that quarterback that was like the mechanical quarterback? Yeah, no, Todd Marinovich. Yeah, yeah. and when they mm-hmm. got to the pros and they really played against people who were as good as they were, they yeah. failed. You know, they, 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 oh my God, Dad, that guy's as good as I am. And Dad I, I th- doesn't have an answer for that, you know. I, th- I think what he is is a better shooting Jason kid. Yeah. That's what I think he is. He's taller, though, isn't he? He's taller than Jason Kidd. He's 6'5", which yeah, helps him. That's why he's not quite Magic Johnson, because Magic's 6'9". Yeah, he's a short Magic Johnson. Yeah, he's about, you yeah. Know, but he's four inches shorter than Magic, which means he can see the floor really well, where Magic at 6'9", with his passing skills, could see the entire yeah. floor. Mm-hmm. He, he's very, very good. He's fun to watch. So. Okay, who's well, done? All right, so final game of the night tonight on TBS just after 10 with Uncle Vern, Jim Smenarkel, and Allie LaForce. We've got Wisconsin and Florida. I'm going with Wisconsin. Uh, Nigel Hayes, uh, who, to his credit, said DJ Newbill's the best player he ever played against. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Nigel Hayes has decided to play, and that makes a big difference. And to me, Bronson Koenig is the finest clutch shooter in the country. Whiskey Badgers for me, too. I'll take Florida. They're playing very well. They're all playing good. Okay, Steve, Sean. I mean, this is going to make or break me this week. So, anyway. Okay. I'm good. (laughs) All right, so the Elite Eight will pick half the Elite Eight games. Yeah. Two tomorrow night. 609 tip, Xavier and Gonzaga. Well, you know what? Blewett has been so good in this tournament with his outside shooting. But I'm going to take a flyer, and I'm going to say Gonzaga finally gets to the Final Four. They finally clear that hurdle. And the fact that they don't have to face a team that will press them like West Virginia did last night will free them up a little bit. I think it will make a difference. I think the most clever headline I saw this morning was Arizona blew it, but they spelled blew it like the uh, <laughs> the Xavier player. <laughs> uh, well, they could have they, they could have they could have done that in the uh, Clemson Pitt game. Yeah, that's right. Because, the kicker because Chris blew it. The kicker for Pitt won it at the wire. That's right. <laughs> oh man, who should I go with here? Um, yeah, you would think if. Well, at least I made a quick decision. Come on. You did. I think, okay, all right. I think Xavier put too much energy into last night's game. I don't think Gonzaga has peaked yet, so I'll take Gonzaga. Gonzaga has not shot well the whole tournament. And that was very impressive last night what they did to tough a game out and play strong that strong defense. Um, but Xavier... Is beating Xavier was the number two seed last year and got knocked out. And they didn't have the greatest year, but they still made the tournament. And now they're playing like the team that everybody thought they were. I'm going to take Xavier. I was impressed with what they did last night. What a year for Bill Murray. The Cubs win. Hmm. His son is now coaching in the Elite Eight. And he ate at Bonfados in Belfont in November. <laughs> How long has he been coaching at Xavier? I oh, I want to. I think he's been on Chris Mack's staff. I want to say for three years now. 
what Bill Murray's into it, huh? Hi, right. hey, you really know what? Into it. If Dan or Mike or Chris were out there, I'd be into it too. Yeah. If my yeah. Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any kids, but I'd be into it. <laughs> I'd make the leaves. He's mine. <laughs> Go ahead. And on TBS tomorrow night, uh, the other game in the Elite Eight will be Oregon and Kansas. We'll tip off at about 10 of 9 tomorrow night. Kansas will win the game by double digits. They're playing at, I mean, look, they're playing at the Sprint Center in Kansas City. This is a home game for them. And I think that just is going to make a big difference where it's going to take a while to get there. But I think eventually in the final five minutes, they'll stretch it out and win by 10. That was loud there last night, wasn't it? It's a home game. And home games, they're once in a while. Every once in a while, they'll move from Lawrence and go over there and play a key game there. I mean, they're used to the building, the whole nine yards. It's their crowd. You know, I'll say this. Uh, Oregon does test the color on your TV. That's quite the fluorescent yellow, too. Well, Baylor does, too. <laughs> Sometimes. Mercy me. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'll be staying two games behind you, Steve, so uh, I've got Kansas. i got Kansas also. I, I think they're arguably the best team left in the tournament. They're very impressive. I got Kansas. They're really good. They're really good. They're really yeah. good. Yeah, they're very good. They're big. They they could do. They play every aspect of the game very very well. Boy, I screwed up here. And and Mason is uh, Ma- yeah, uh, Mason. And I'll just tell you, he certainly appears high on my Wooden Award ballot, which I put in this week. I'm not going to tell you where I voted, people. We're not allowed to. But he's on there. He's He has had the tournament of his life. If I was going to bet, I'd bet that you picked the kid from UCLA. If I was going to bet. Hmm? Nope. Did not. Oh, you didn't? Now, do you pick a top three nope. or a top ten? No. We have to vote for ten. And what happens is the person you vote one gets ten points. The vo- the person you vote ten gets one point. So it's a descending order. So that's how it works. Good. Hey, this guy, right? <laughs> He's a bachelor. He's looking for companionship, so he gets his cat, and he's had it for 10 years, okay? But he plans a vacation to Paris, and he trusts the cat with his brother. So as soon as he arrives in Paris, he calls his brother and asks how the cat's doing. He goes, oh, the cat? He's dead. Brother says bluntly, I can't believe this. Yells a bachelor. How could you tell me he's dead like that? He says, How else was I supposed to tell you? Well, you could have said he's up on the roof, but the fire department's trying to get him down. And then tomorrow when I called, you could have said he fell while I was trying to rescue him and broke his back. But don't worry, the best vet in town's trying to repair him. And then when I called the third day, you could have said they did all they could to save him. And they couldn't. And the brother thought about this and says, yeah, that sounds like a better way. 
and I should have done it that way. Never mind, says the bachelor, exasperated. How's mom doing? The brother says, she's on the roof, but the fire department. <laughs> 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 and now the weekend can begin. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. The tournament's been great. I think. No, it has been. No, I I yeah, enjoyed it. I think it's been really and, good. And, and not only that, America's responded. It's the highest rating and number of viewers in twenty four years. Wow. The Those games last night were excellent. They were outstanding. I mean, I mean the yeah. only thing that's going to tur- to really derail them from having an awesome rating tonight is this Honduras thing with the U.S. in soccer. I doubt that'll be an issue. Oh. I mean, really, I mean, don't hesitate to text me. 10-30-00-10-45-00-11-15-00. Then I'll text you back, 92-92, minute to play, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> oh, these games, I mean, they're so freaking close, you know. Oh, I know they're really close. Uh, back and forth, and the kids are tough as nails, and very impressed. And once again, very impressed with Penn State wrestling. Unbelievable. Oh. Uh, the, just... the, the best in the, best in the uh, country and oh. a destination place for any wrestler now. It is now a the destination that every high school wrestler attains to get to. They want to get to Penn State. They want to get into the Penn State wrestling room because they know if they do, their shot at being the best has just grown exponentially by showing up. Yeah. I mean, correct. They, they clinched the national championship before they fought the final round. I think they, they clinched it on Thursday when they the just walked round. out. I think they clinched it on Thursday just by walking out. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> It was amazing. I but that because I wrestled in high school, I wasn't any good. But um, that's the hardest sport there is. I mean, the discipline it takes, and oh, for yeah. these guys to they're wrestling against guys that were, you know, four time all staters in high school, and that these guys are all really, really good. And in mm-hmm. wrestling, you've got to make that step up. You know, you've got to. Can you're great? Can you be greater? Now we just know? found out earlier this week, three-time state champ Gavin Teasdale from Jefferson Morgan first decided to go to Iowa, changed his mind. He's going <laughs> to Penn. He's going to Penn State. And they're all coming back next year. It's unbelievable. Yes, they. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, they're all coming back. All five yep. guys who won are coming back. Yep. And you didn't get a chance to see Suriano at 123 or 125. Suriano would have been a contender for the national championship. He might have made it six. Oh, he'll be he, hungry. He, he'll be hungry next he, year. He got he got hurt at the uh, national yeah. team duels at Oklahoma State, so he had to forfeit at 125. And they had to forfeit at 125 with a guy who had national championship potential. I mean, wow. They, I mean, that's how good the whole deal is. How about that freshman who pinned the champion? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Isaiah Martinez. I marked out. I jumped out of my chair. I said, go, bam, pin. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and the irony is is that when he was a weight down last year at Madison Square Garden, he beat Jason Nolfe of Penn State late. 
Mm-hmm. And now a year he moved up to 65, and Vincenzo Joseph pinned him late. Pretty good. That was just great. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. That was good. So did we. Good TV. So Sure was. Well, okay. happy birthday. Have a great weekend. Happy, happy. All righty, guys. Thank you very much. Whether it's the 27th or the 17th, happy birthday. That's the 17th. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, and I'm 32. All right. Well, time to wrap things up in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK.